Next on BYU Sports Nation, with USC Washington and Boise State still left at home, what is the toughest one? What or who is the biggest early season surprise for the BYU football team? And will Saturday be an offensive or defensive day for the Cougars? BYUSN starts right now. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is great to have you with us. It is Thursday, September 12th. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is preparing for a top 15 women's soccer matchup tonight. So I'm teamed up with a man who wants to set a Studio B attendance record today, Jason Shepard. All right, now, including you and I, right? Yeah, so we're that's, gonna, that's part of the deal. That's, that's, part of our, that's part of our deal. Yeah. You and I are going to be involved in this. Okay. With you and I, currently, there are six people in here. Yeah, so, so that, that's probably that's not a record. That's not a record. It's not a record. But tonight... Women's soccer hopes to set a record. Yeah, they they are hoping to break the attendance record tonight at Southfield, uh, which is five thousand seven hundred thirty-four. I thought it was thirty. Oh, oh my god! Okay, all right. You, you tweeted thirty-four. I, I did not put, tweet it. Oh, I, I did not tweet it, but you, I have it you written have it down. Written okay, then I was just remembering wrong. I misremembered. Well, trust me, if they According get right there, they'll just, they'll just add one. Yeah, you misremembered. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Uh, big matchup, uh, women's soccer coming up tonight. We'll discuss that and much more. Alyssa Jefferson on the program, standout defender. We'll preview the top 15 matchup. Uh, your one-on-one with Kavika Fonua, who has the only takeaway yes. defensively for BYU so far through two games. And the latest deep blue feature is on the linebacker brothers Kafusi, Isaiah, and Jackson. But first, today's headlines. BYU football host number 24 USC Saturday. The Cougars are a four-point underdog, four and a half, depending who you ask. This is the third meeting all-time between the two. It's better to play USC when they're not going to win the national championship that year, right? Which is the case, 2003 and 4. Offensive coordinator for BYU, Jeff Grimes, expects an aggressive Trojan defense. They play with a lot of aggression. Uh, Their coaches coach with aggression. You can tell by the way that they call. I mean, you're liable to get a a cover zero blitz on first and 10 or, or third and 15. It doesn't matter. Listen to Cougar Pregame Live with your boy Jason Shepard on BYU Radio, 130 Eastern. I never know if it's Ben or you. I just assume it's you. (laughs) You are hilarious. And watch Countdown to kick off on BYU TV at (laughs) 2.30 Eastern time. We were just talking about it. Number 10, BYU Women's Soccer taking on 12th-ranked Texas A&M tonight at Southfield. Watch or listen to this top 15 matchup tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Pre-game uh, at 8.30 on the radio, right? That is correct. Okay. Number 13, BYU Women's Volleyball begins playing the Shocker Volleyball Classic today in Wichita, Kansas against Wichita State tonight, 8 Eastern. Then a huge matchup with number 3 Texas tomorrow, rematch of the Elite Eight last year and the Elite Eight the year before, right? And then uh, VCU on Saturday. So a big tournament for the ladies in Wichita. BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood announced the 2020 baseball schedule. Cougar season will begin in Arizona on February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody against Gonzaga. It will be a non-conference game against Gonzaga. BYU's home opener will be March 3rd, 2020 against UVU. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. 
The 2019 home football schedule is fantastic. Utah, USC, Washington, Boise State highlight four quality games that have uh, LES buzzing most of this season. The next three are notable not only in name, but in the fact that all three are ranked, and by the way, in the AP poll, right next to each other, which is funny. Jason, is USC the toughest home game remaining on the BYU schedule? Right now, I will say yes. And that's actually somewhat funny if you think about it because of the three ranked teams still on BYU's schedule, USC, Washington, Boise State, the Trojans are actually ranked the lowest in, the, in both polls at number 24. Look, I think I view USC as the toughest mostly because of their offensive prowess. They looked absolutely dominant against Stanford offensively. Their receivers are ridiculous, could be the best in the entire country. And Washington did not look great to me at home versus Cal, even though that game was played at like 2 a.m., literally. And honestly, I'm still not sold on Boise State. I want to see more of Boise State. But ultimately, USC being the next opponent, I think it also helps sets the table for BYU if you can get a win in that game. So right now I say it is the toughest one, partly because it's the next one and it really could set up what happens next. It's USC. They look the best of any team. Boise State beat a bad Florida State team down 18 in a weird situation where they were supposed to go to Jacksonville, and then they end up in Tallahassee. You're right. Boise State's the highest ranked, which is interesting. It's, but, it's weird but to barely, think that. But barely, right? Boise State didn't look good against Marshall on Friday. 14-7 win at home. That's weird. USC, though, the speed is the thing that scares me the most. What USC has against BYU is the uh, toughest thing that BYU has to defend. The speed of those receivers, the ball skills in the air of those receivers is legit. Washington's defense is typically fantastic, and they have offensive weapons as well. But uh, BYU saw firsthand how tough Washington can be last year. Without question. 35 nothing until a garbage touchdown. That should have been a, a shutout as a ranked team on the road. That, that wasn't the greatest. But against Washington, it's intriguing because the Cougars have had great success at home recently when playing UW, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's beaten Washington three of the last four times at home. How about that? You have to go all the way to 85, but 2010 and yeah, the last the last home win, Chris Hale, and, 2010, as you right? mentioned, Riley Nelson and um, Jake. Heaps. Heaps. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say Jake Kemp for some odd reason. Jake R. Kemp, who tweets into the show. <laughs> Maybe. Who I met at yeah. the Big Blue Bash. Were they, were yeah. they split? It's been a while since BYU has hosted Washington. I think all three are tough, and if BYU gets one of them, that's pretty good. If BYU gets two of them, wow, now we're in business. If BYU gets all three, now it's like really, really special. Utah, to me, is still the best team that BYU will have play, has played and will have played on the schedule. Tennessee wasn't good. BYU took advantage of that situation, went on the road, and got a win. I'm really happy about that. Now BYU is playing a tough USC team, and I agree with you. USC is the toughest team, home or road, left on the schedule. Had Washington defeated Cal, I might have said Washington in this answer. Uh, but they didn't. But they didn't, yeah. And, and they, they just didn't look very good. So I, I, right. I, I'm and curious. And Cal is a tremendous defense. Yes. That's their calling card right now. Yeah. Now on to topic number two. Jerem, 24 is a very magical number for BYU. When scoring at least 24, the success rate increases. And when holding teams under 24, they also have success. So with Thanks, that in Bronco. mind. Yes, exactly. That was Broncos. Uh, that was the magic number for Broncos. Statistically, it works. And, yes. And, yes, it does work. Which is more likely to happen on Saturday? BYU's offense will score 24 plus or BYU's defense will hold USC under 24 points? Great question. And I can see how this could go either way. Considering that BYU's offense has scored 28 points in, the, in regulation combined 
in the first two games, okay? The BYU defense, by the way, has only allowed three touchdowns in regulation uh, this season. That, that includes a short field, the 22-yard line against Utah. So this go either way. I will go with the offense breaks out for 24-plus. I think that BYU found something in the fourth quarter and overtime. USC will certainly be a tougher challenge than Tennessee. But I think BYU found itself. They were much better in the fourth quarter. And then, of course, with the short fields, BYU executed two touchdown drives from 25 yards out in overtime. I think the offense will be there. It'll be hard to contain USC's pass game, however. Expect a lot of drop eight. Make freshman Keaton Slovis in his first road start, by the way, beat BYU through the air. He chewed up Stanford, and that's what's scary. Beating Fresno State, who won 12 games last year but has a different quarterback in Reyna this year, who put up uh, you know 35, I think, right, um, in that game, 38 maybe. That's a lot of points. Fresno State, though, has been a better program than BYU recently. Can BYU score enough? I think BYU will score 24-plus. But will USC get into the high 30s or low 40s is the fear. Yeah, I think it's going to be difficult to hold USC under 24 points. Now, again, that's the magic number, and success obviously is greater when you hold the team under. That doesn't mean you can't win if the opposition scores above 24. But I think based off of what we've seen from the USC offense, I think it's going to be difficult to hold them under 24 points. If you look at what the Trojans have done coming off a, you know, a, a four a point, a, performance in the 40s through two games they're averaging 38 points per game between those two options though I agree with you I think it's more likely that the BYU offense breaks out and scores 24 plus and I agree for many of the reasons that you brought up I think there are going to be opportunities for BYU to score and a lot of the stock I put in that is what we saw in overtime it was amazing just how much more comfortable and, and maybe it was simply because they knew they had to score. That, that was the only way they were going to win the game. But once BYU was able to move the ball down the field, they tie it up, go to overtime, it just seemed like everything loosened up. You, you start to have, you know, much more relying on, on Tyson Williams. And That's the key right there. Yeah, ab- absolutely. BYU will go to that card yes, more this game. absolutely. So what we saw from this BYU offense in overtime is what I expect to see from the get-go. So that means giving the ball more to Tyson. I, I thought what BYU did in terms of maybe the the, uh, the end round and Zach looked much more comfortable than he did at any other point. The I think that was awesome. Yes, I think that's what we're going to see from the get-go because we know how BYU has struggled early in games. I, I want to see that offense starting from the beginning, and I think there will be opportunities for BYU to score 24-plus. BYU's not playing a team this week that lost to Georgia State last week. Let's just keep that in mind. USC is much, much better, and Zach Wilson agrees that the offense needs to score more. Yeah, I mean, offensively, we got to score more points, uh, keep more drives alive. Thought we uh, did well at times, stalled ourselves, and then, you know, had some had some dumb mistakes. But I think um, that's just the focus of the week, trying to keep those drives alive. Expect BYU to put up more points this week against, uh, a, even though USC is a better team, I expect them to uh, break out a little more. Topic three. Two games in, we're starting to see the BYU team and season take shape. It's early, but let's evaluate what we think we might know that perhaps was unexpected before the season. Last season, to me, Isaiah Kafusi was the surprise performer. Uh, he came out of nowhere. This season, there have been a few surprises, so let me uh, riddle you this, Jason. Is Kavika Fonua the biggest early surprise for BYU? While Kavika has been a pleasant surprise, I do not think he is the biggest surprise. For that, I am going with receiver Micah Simon. 
Not only does he, and we've talked a lot about him over the last couple of days, not only does he lead the team in receiving yards with 162, I think his biggest accomplishment is his ability to get first down so far oh. earlier, specifically on third down. The third down he has been money in those situations. It, he's playing with the utmost confidence right now, and he's been a real weapon for this offense so far, even Jeff Grimes yesterday, I asked, I asked Coach Grimes about him, and he says, I could not be more happy for a guy that's put in the work and now seeing the results. We all assumed going into the season it was going to be Matt Bushman, that he was going to be the guy leading the, uh, the team in receiving yards, and, and that it really wouldn't be close. That may still be the case as things play out, but Mike is playing his best football at BYU right now, and I think he's been the biggest surprise. Yeah, Greg Rebell tweeted two days ago, BYU's 8 of 18 on uh, passing third down conversions. Mike Simon has four of the eight first down. He's been great. So, yeah, he's been awesome. I agree with you. I think it's Mike Simon. I think it's between Mike Simon and Kavik Fonua. Uh, Fonua had a great game, has the one takeaway. We'll hear from him later, your conversation earlier this week with him. Uh, the one takeaway, 10 tackles, career high. That was a team high as well. Had a tackle for loss. He was really good. Obviously, the tipped pass in the end zone was a, a blemish, right? It's like, oh, Bad bounce, right? But had his hand in the right spot, maybe aided it in getting to the Tennessee <laughs> receiver. Juwan he talks Jennings. about that in the interview, too, yeah, by the yeah. way. I'm, I'm excited to hear what he says. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. And BYU won, and you don't look back at that play as a, a huge play in the game. You know, if they lost, maybe we would. Uh, but Mike Simon, the guy's put in the work. Seven for 127 is a tremendous day, no matter who you play, let alone on the road against Tennessee. That's awesome. Simon says win. That play for 64 yards will go down. Bioy history. We're going to remember that for a long, long time. So, yeah, some good early surprises. Expecting more surprises. I hope there are more surprises on defense. Right now, uh, BYU's solid, but uh, kind of waiting for some of those linebackers to emerge uh, that are making plays. Jackson Kafusi and Keenan Peely and Peyton Wilgar and so on. You know who's had a very quiet well, – I, I was I'd say his plays have not been quiet, but I don't know if he's necessarily getting the, the talk he deserves is Austin Lee. Austin Lee Austin. was amazing. If you if you saw the uh, the film room with Preston Hadley I yes. did this week, oh man, we broke down three Austin Lee plays. Oh. Austin saved two touchdowns. Yes, in he the was end zone. unbelievable. That was game so good. does not go BYU's way if Austin Lee doesn't play the way he does. Absolutely, I agree. And yet Preston Hadley was annoyed because he thinks they can play even better right. as a group. Right. Our question of the day: Who or what has been the biggest surprise two games into the BYU football season? Let's get to the voice of the nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At K9 Ranger King, the dominance of Jake Oldroyd. He's a game changer. He has ice in his veins. I don't think we're mentioning him because out of fall we were hearing that he was awesome. And for once, that was actually true. Because a lot of things in fall camp, like, oh, this guy's amazing. You get the overhype. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the offense is going to be explosive. It has not been explosive. We hope that it breaks out this week, right? Um, but, yeah, Jake Oldroyd, uh, I, perhaps as a punter, he's been a surprise. We were hearing good things in fall camp, but to do it in the game is one thing. And uh, Jake Goldroyd, uh, Jake the make, right, has been 5 for 5 in field goals, including a game tire with one second left. And punting, he's been awesome. Averaged 50 yards a punt on, on uh, four punts against Tennessee. Being able to change field position is such a weapon that doesn't get talked about enough. Yes, and the dude put on like 30 pounds. Uh, Preston All in his biceps. Jake Swoldroid. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, Deep Blue with the Kafusis. And Jason's one-on-one with linebacker Kavik Fonua. What was discussed more, his interception or the tipped Tennessee touchdown? This is BYU Sports Nation. 
Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We're giving away a BYU helmet signed by the head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Satake, coming up Saturday on Countdown to Kickoff. Here is a, and I'm not touching it, see? Nice. Uh, there's space. You this were is the helmet. Not to touch it, I, I was specifically asked, <laughs> do not touch. Uh, visit the BYU TV Sports, BYU Sports Nation, or BYU TV Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages, and follow the instructions on the post for your chance to win my helmet. No touching, and it's not yours. <laughs> Kavika Fonua began his career in 2014. He went on a mission to Vancouver, Canada, then returned to BYU where he's had an injury-riddled career up to this point. Now he's switched to linebacker, and he has the only interception this season for the BYU defense. Here's Jason Shepard's one-on-one conversation with Kavika Fonua. All right, Kavika, uh, how did practice go today? I would imagine you get a nice little boost at practice the week after a, a big win like you guys had at Tennessee. I mean, yeah, we're all hyped up, like Big Tennessee, SEC country, uh, big boys, and we're all excited for USC, so we're all pumped up for sure. I was talking with Isaiah Kafusi just a few moments ago, and one of the things that he brought up was there's still a little bit of of anger and and intensity at this week's practice because from a defensive standpoint, he said, you guys, even though you got the win and you're happy, you guys still don't feel like you played your best. I've got to imagine that that's nice to be able to still have that type of motivation after a win. I mean, yeah, we all came out not not the best in the the first half. And then, like, I even missed a, a tackle. And just going off of that is like, we want to always get better and not make those mistakes. And we felt like we made a, a lot more mistakes than we should have. And we can all, like, uh, get better from that. So, And we'll all rally for that. So, Well, let's – all right, let's 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 talk about the the tip. Uh, see, now I know when, when I told you we were going to talk about this, you're like, oh, man, I don't know if I really want to talk about this. <laughs> too bad, man. So take me through the play. What happened from your point of view? Um, I was just reading the, the quarterback. And everybody was just crossing routes, and then I just happened to see where the the quarterback was throwing, and I I went to go for it, and then all of a sudden I didn't get a good hand on it, and I was like, and then I it was like almost slow motion, like one of those plays, but slow motion for the other team because they were catching it. So I was like, it was disappointing. But right after, um, coach, coach Kalani came up to me, is like, hey. We got all, all so much time left. You, you got plenty of time to make another play and make up. And a couple other guys were saying, like, we got plenty of time to get another pick. So, I mean, it sucks to hand the ball over for a touchdown where it was one of their only touchdowns. But, I mean, I just got to learn from that and not make the uh, same mistake twice. Did the guys give you a hard time about it on the sideline? Oh, yeah, too, too much. I'm like, dude, you guys trying to help me or what? I, but ended up actually helping me and um, trying to get another pick. Well, and you were able to get that pick. So your, your coach's words turned out to be prophetic that there's still opportunities to make plays. How, how big defensively was that play specifically? Not, not just for you, but for the defense overall when you got the pick. Um, I don't know. For the defense, we're already like starting to gain that momentum. So I feel like that was just a heck, extra boost to help us confirm like we got this. And then it just was getting better for us throughout the whole entire game like it progressively we were getting better and better until um we made it and um and we made it to overtime and we we like really felt like we were gonna win this game so we were talking uh just a few minutes before and we were going over the positions that you've played 
And so out of high school, you were recruited as a safety. You've played, you've moved, been, moved over to the running back position. Now you're at the, at the linebacker position. What, what has this journey been like for you at BYU? Um, the journey is not what I expected. And, I mean, the Lord has mysterious ways for us and, and what we, we should do. But, honestly, it's, it's been the best journey I've, I've ever had. And just through coaching, the coaches switches and um, – position changes has honestly made me a better football player and understanding all around so how comfortable are you because you certainly look the part at linebacker uh i mean my girl always said are you nervous like you haven't played in two years <laughs> i'm like i think i'll be good like i've had enough time to watch football so i think i'll be good well and that's the other aspect to your story is you've had to deal with injuries first of all how are you health-wise and and from a from a mental standpoint how much of a relief is it to be able to be out here playing? Oh, it's the best feeling ever. Every every football player will say that. Like, and uh, coming off injuries um, after the after the game, I'm like, wait, I got no nothing. Everything's feeling good. <laughs> Just bruises. All right, we're good. So that was a good feeling. Now you guys have the 24th ranked team in the country, USC, one of the storied programs in in college football. What do you think of when you think of the USC Trojans? Um, I just remember watching them as a little kid. They're always being good, and it's an opportunity, and it's uh, it's a pleasure to play play against them. Always, uh, always watching them. But um, really, it's just when I think of them, like they're just another team. So, well, and to be able to have though that team and an opportunity to have them on your field, you guys have got to be you know, salivating at the opportunity of what could be coming up on Saturday. Um, yeah, um, basically you hit, hit it right on. It's, we're all excited and, I mean, just another team. So, What have you guys seen from the film? This will be a little bit different. I know the last couple of weeks you guys really, you know, focused on stopping the run. With this USC team, they're going to throw the ball. They've got unbelievable receivers, a freshman quarterback that's, doing things that freshman quarterbacks aren't supposed to do. This will be a little bit different than what you've seen. What have you guys seen from them on the offensive side? Um, definitely we've, uh, all, we've seen a lot of running, like you said. And so we've seen uh, a lot of percentage of passing. And um, the, the quarterback's young, and we, we know he's young, and he could make mistakes, but he looks like good under pressure. But really, they they did really good against Stanford, and we're really, um, I would say, um, just really getting everything down on, like what we did on Tennessee. We're trying to uh, get away with those mistakes because all those uh, big runs were on us, on us. And it's like, if we could have been in the right place, we would have stopped them better. You know, who says? Who knows what, but that's just what we're going to do for USC, just not make mistakes. So, From a position group specifically, how do you feel the linebackers have played? There's been some changes even over the first couple of weeks, and now Zane's back at, at safety, and Chaz Ayu's kind of taken over that spot, and you and Isaiah and Chaz and others. How, how would you evaluate how the linebackers have done? Um, I feel like we've done great for the, the situation we've been in. Like, all those changes, it's... Everybody wants to be that one position and get better in. But honestly, 
it's helped us as a defense understanding the other positions and um, really uh, getting down in our in our our cues and positions and really helping us all around as linebackers. So I feel like it's helped a lot. What does it mean to you guys? One of the themes this year, and, and really we saw it last year, but Coach Satake's talked about you know this protecting Lavelle's house. What does it mean to you guys to protect Lavelle's house? Um, I, I know there's a lot of um, thing around the uh, stigma around like us doing good against uh, away games, and I want to say that's that's not our goal. That's not really what we really want to protect this house and what it stands for and the history behind it. And I know Kalani has a strong bond with Lavelle, and for us, it's it's deep, and we want to really for this year protect this house and um, really want the wins come from come from here so we've talked about a couple of different things in terms of this matchup with usc in your mind and and what the coaches have been talking to you guys about the number one thing you guys need to do on defense for success is what i make mistakes like i said um we know we're good we can get better at the run game and other teams have been just so so on the pass game this but this will really um see who we are um, all around, so yeah. It's uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Thanks for uh, taking the time. Good luck on Saturday. Thank you. Kavik Fonil with Jason Shepard earlier this week uh, has the only takeaway for the BYU defense, and could add too. How about that? And and Coach Satake said, "Hey, put the tip out of your mind. You, there there will be other opportunities for picks." And he got one. And he returned it twenty yards. That's always a key too. Getting a takeaway is awesome, but the the offense is not used to. Uh, defending a turnover, whereas the defense does practice advancing yes. a takeaway, right? So in that moment, BYU is able to get a short field. Tyson Williams, 16-yard touchdown. Boom, momentum switched, right? So that was awesome. Coming up, Southfield will be rocking tonight. Yes, it will be. We'll talk to Alyssa Jefferson coming up. And the story of two linebacker brothers in the latest deep blue, Isaiah and Jackson Kafusi. This is BYU Sports Nation. Coming up on Saturday, big game, BYU hosting USC, and we're going to get you ready live from Lavelle Edwards Stadium, 2.30 Eastern Time, 11.30 a.m. Pacific on BYU TV with Countdown to Kickoff. We'll chat with Austin Colley, who will be inducted into the BYU Hall of Fame this weekend. Very cool, exciting stuff. Welcome back, Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and the BYU TV. Let's update you on some headlines. BYU football host number 24 USC this Saturday. Cougars are a four-point underdog, four-and-a-half, depending on who you ask. Third meeting all-time between the two. BYU will return the favor in 21 and 23 in L.A. Listen to Cougar pregame live with your boy, Jason Shepard, on BYU Radio at 1.30 Eastern. And as mentioned, countdown to kickoff starts at 2.30 Eastern on BYU TV. Number 10, BYU Women's Soccer hosting 12th-ranked Texas A&M tonight at Southfield. You can watch or listen to this top 15 matchup tonight, 9 p.m., Eastern Time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When BYU is trying to get into the NCAA tournament and have a great seed, this game will matter. This is the this is a game that everybody will look back on. Perhaps the game. Possibly. Perhaps the game. Number 13, BYU Women's Volleyball begins playing the Shocker Volleyball Classic today in Wichita, Kansas against Wichita State, 8 Eastern. Then tomorrow, big match with number 3, Texas, and then VCU on Saturday. 
BYU baseball coach Mike Littlewood announced the 2020 baseball schedule. Cougar season will begin in Arizona on February 14th against Gonzaga. That will be a non-conference game. BYU's home opener will be at Miller Park on March 3rd, 2020 against UVU. Well, this week's Deep Blue feature highlights a name all too familiar to Cougar fans, the Kafusis. Uh, you're probably pretty familiar with Bronson, Corbin, and Devin, who will miss the first half due to targeting last week. But their first cousins, Isaiah and Jackson Kafusi, have become a quality tandem at linebacker, and the two brothers are enjoying the journey. Family in Polynesian culture, it's huge. You know, they're very family-oriented and family-centered. For us, it was always, you know, family first and then sports. At the end of the day, you know, my dad would always call us together as a family, and we have kind of a mini family home evening. We say what we were grateful for. We always ended in a prayer. Jackson and Isaiah are similar in that they're really both dedicated to football, but their approaches are completely different. Isaiah has really started to become a great leader for our team and our program. His ability to lead and to help and, and care for others has been unbelievable. Isaiah is very vocal in the meeting room. He's vocal in the locker room, out on the practice field. He's the kind that if he has a bad practice or a bad game, I'll get a text or a phone call from him. He wants to know what he can do better. And he really wears his uh, emotions and how much he cares about football out there in the open for everybody to see. And now there is a player hurt for BYU, and that's Isaiah Kafusi. There was a play during the first half that I... You know, kind of got rolled up on and my ankle felt my ankle pop. Immediately your heart just starts pounding. My husband bolted and we knew he was heading straight for the locker room. You know, I knew that it was bad. You know, I couldn't really walk on it and I felt it was probably better for the team for me to sit out. I didn't want to be detrimental to what was going on. I felt like he was playing one of the best games he's ever played. So that was really hard to watch him go down. And then to, to lose the game was just like, it was just salt in the wound. I think it hit me pretty hard. A lot of guys just say, oh, that's just another loss. You know, it's like eight in a row. Who cares? You know, we keep losing. But for me, it, it was different. You know, it kind of had, had settled, you know, and, and the recovery process was long and hard, I think, because of that reason. It was really hard on him and hard on his wife. It brought our family closer together to be there to support him and show them that we were there for him and love him, help them in any way we could. Playing them the first game this year, it was, it's a lot more motivating. It helped motivate me to recover and, and kind of be the best that I could be, really. But, yeah, it was a rough, you know, rough offseason, I guess you could say. Isaiah Kafusi. And the Cougar defense turns New Mexico State away. Jackson has a, a much cooler demeanor. He, his, he can come off at first uh, impression as if he doesn't care about, about sports and about football, but then he, he takes whatever his attitude is in the meeting room and it seems kind of disassociated, and then all of a sudden out on the field he knows exactly what's going on, and I can tell that he's paid a lot of attention and he's, he's really serious about the way he does it too. I like to think of myself as... You know, kind of the more, like, humble, reserved, quiet. I want to try and lead by action kind of thing. I don't like to, to get hyped up and waste energy. I'd rather be focused and, and keep my mind clear so that I can react to things and so I can think of, you know, plays or situations in my head. One of my biggest dreams was to play together with my older brother. Once I saw that he was offered by BYU and he committed to BYU, you know, I was like, man, like, Utah, I thought that was our dream. 
I went on my mission and, and that helped a lot because I wanted to, to be close with my Heavenly Father and I wanted to just set myself up for the right path in life. And I think I caught the vision that my brother did. He always talked about, you know, football's gonna end someday. And to be able to have a family and, and get an education as good as BYU's and stay on the right path was a big thing for him. And I think it was a big thing for me as well once I caught that vision. It's just a one-stop shop for us down um, watching games down at BYU. So we love it. So, and it saves us gas. <laughs> the brotherhood that they bring naturally has been awesome that they share it with the rest of the team. So it's made us a lot closer as a group. It's easy to see them connect with the rest of their teammates as, as brothers. It's pure, pure fun and joy to, to watch your kids have fun out there and enjoy something that they love to do. Football to the Kafusi family means you're representing a family that has a lot of heart, that loves everybody. It's much more than just football, it's, it's family. And I, I love that part of it. And so I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunity that I've had to come to BYU. Very nice. Uh, Travis Moore and Alex Moore uh, putting that together. Uh, cool to see the relationship between those two. And uh, Jeff, their dad, you know, Ute. They grew up yeah. Utes and uh, switched, joined the Cousins. And uh, last year you had, uh, you know, four of them on the team. You have three of them on the team. Obviously the Kafusi name. But this, is, this isn't uh, Mayor Kafusi's kids, right? This yeah. is a different group of Kafusis. And both play a bunch. Isaiah, obviously one of the leaders on the defense, and Jackson, uh, a rising star. Look, I've said multiple times, I think Isaiah Kafusi is the next great BYU linebacker. Mm-hmm. You know what? In uh, selfish uh, promotion here, you will hear from Isaiah Kafusi on Cougar Pregame Live. Yeah. I talked with him for, uh, for our Shep Talk interview that will run during uh, pregame on the radio. Nice. That's so awesome. there we go. More Isaiah Kafusi for you coming up on Saturday. Very good. Uh, you can catch Deep Blue each week on Canton to kick off and uh, sporadically throughout BYU Sports Nation in the season. Our question of the day, who or what has been the biggest surprise two games into the BYU football season and why? On Instagram, at Sammy Sosa 415. Not that Sammy, Sammy Sosa. Sosa's tweeting in. Are there 415 Sammy Sosa's on Instagram? Micah Simon. I feel like he's becoming the go-to receiver. He certainly was against Tennessee. Um, can he keep it up? We, and on uh, third downs, as we talked about. And on third <laughs> down, he has half of the passing first downs. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, a rise and shout-out challenge. That's right. I'm challenging you. Who is you? We'll find out. And one of the top defenders in the West in soccer, Alyssa Jefferson, joins us to preview the top 15 matchup tonight at Southfield. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Matchup of top 15 teams tonight on BYU TV and BYU Radio is the 10th-ranked BYU Cougars host the 12th-ranked Texas A&M Aggies. Watch tonight's soccer game at 9 Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on BYU TV or listen on BYU Radio. Cannot wait. Biggest matchup of the regular season to date and perhaps for the whole season for the BYU women's soccer team. And our next guest is a senior defender from Salt Lake uh, who played at Jordan and will cross the 5,000-minute mark in career minutes played. Her name is Alyssa Jefferson. Alyssa, welcome to BYU Sports Nation for the first time in studio. Yeah, I'm excited. Never done it. It's great to have you here. Um, This is a huge matchup. I know you guys have been looking forward to it. You took care of Utah last week. You've had all week to think about this. How's practice been and what's the mood right now? 
really good. We've been thinking about this game actually longer because they beat us last year, and so it's been a long time coming. We knew we were playing them at home this year, and so I don't know. You always focus one match at a time, but this is definitely one we've been looking forward to. Um, everything's been really good. A lot of fun. Everyone's ready to go. Well, you guys are 4-0. You're ranked 10th in the country. The answer is probably a lot of things, but <laughs> what is working so well right now out on the field? It helps when we can return a lot of players. So our whole back line came back, which is nice, not starting from square one. Um, Cam and Elise had the opportunity to play with the Royals over the summer, and so they've had their connection going. Like, I think just continuing to play together, keeping that fluid from last season all the way to this season has just been huge. And defensively, the whole back line and Sabrina Davis, the goalie, returned. Mm-hmm. What did that mean to this group? It's huge. I mean, it's everything. You're not starting. It's always nice to have new players, and they bring different things, but having that experience just can't be matched. Like, knowing what to do in different situations and having that knowledge and that connection is just big time. Let's talk about the pregame ritual uh, of, of spitting, you know, at the, <laughs> in the, inside the box. So mm-hmm. I, I've been here a minute. This has been going on for a long time, and it's one of my favorite things. Explain what you guys do, when, and why you do it. <laughs> okay, so we line up like how we line up on the field. So you've got your outside back, center backs, outside back, and then your keeper on the side. And it's kind of just a tradition. I, di- I didn't start it, so it's been way back since, like, it's, Lindsay Liz and being them. Like, it's been, it's been yeah, a minute. Exactly. Yeah, you just exactly. kind of inherit it. But so we line up. And you say left side, strong side, right side, back side. Then you go back to the center back and say bomb side, sab side, or whatever keeper's in. And then we all spit. And it's just like, we're in this. Let's go. Like you're marking your territory. Yeah. That's like, I got this area. I got this yep. area. This I got you. You got me. We need to start do doing it. that on this show. Bring it in. Do you do it in the second half as no. well? Okay. Just, just the first the half mm-hmm. for the game. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's just kind of like a, we're all in this together. Unite. Let's do it. I love it. Yesterday, I was asking Coach Rockwood about team confidence, and, and she said that the team has earned the right to be confident because of the work you've put in. Regardless of who takes the pitch, everybody's stepping on to the field, feeling confident. What's it like to be on a team like that? It's really fun. It's challenging, you know, because everyone's always giving their best, but it's a lot of fun. I don't know. I feel like we have earned it. Everyone that comes on, that starts on, whatever, has done something to earn that confidence, and so... I'd say it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Defensively, one goal allowed in four games, and it was a penalty kick. So you've yet to allow a goal in the run of play. I guess mm-hmm. describe uh, how satisfying that is to have not allowed one in the run of play quite yet. Yeah, I'm a little upset about the PK. I gave it up, and I know better. <laughs> I know better, but <laughs> I'll be better. Was it a good call or no? no? It was a bad mistake on my part, but okay. I know better. I'll be better. Thankfully, my team had my back. You know, we came up with a win, but it's huge. I think it's just a testament of how important it is to return so many players because, I don't know, can't be taught. You have to go out there and do it and, I don't know, experience. Where, where do you get that motivation and that uh, drive to, you say, you can't be taught? Wait, so, <laughs> so how do you teach yourself, I guess? Yeah, soccer stuff because there's, no half, or there's halftime, but there's no like timeouts, stuff like that. And so you're kind of figuring it out on your own for a good 45 minutes before you can regroup with the coaches. And that's where I think it can't be taught. That experience is huge because you're required to fix things on the field. And so having been in situations before, it can help you solve problems in the now. You're one of the players that that chose to serve a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And obviously you've been playing soccer (laughs) your whole life. What was that decision like to break away from a sport that you had played for so long (laughs) and and serve the Lord? And, And what has that meant to your career now since coming back? Um, it was really hard. My freshman year was really tough. I redshirted that first year. And then I tried really hard not to go on my mission. I had like 
felt like I needed to go, but I was like, no, it's probably just means like with my husband, I need to go or like later in life, later, like the timing wasn't right. And then finally, Steph Ringwood from forever ago was like, if it's something you've been thinking about, you should probably just do it. She was sick of me talking about it. And like, I guess that's what I needed, like a kick in the butt. Cause she was like, I was like, yeah, you're right. And so put in my papers and I went and it's been huge. Like the timing's been everything. I came back in January. And so I was able to have that whole season to like the whole spring season to work back in. And then that gave me the opportunity to play that fall. And it was nice. I got to play with Taylor, a spot had kind of opened up. So I got a lot of minutes and it was unfortunate. We had so many injuries that spring, but it worked for me. Cause then I got to slide in there and get that like exposure and the experience and it gave me the chance to do what I'm doing now. Someone, I can't remember what I was listening to, but someone said, I stopped suppressing my feelings and I just embraced <laughs> them. Right. And, uh, you know, if you feel something strong, like, go, go yeah, do, do it. it. Right? Go, yeah. go do it if, if it's exactly. good. Absolutely. Uh, when the mission age change came out, I'd, we were curious to see how that would affect uh, the women uh, in the athletic department. Um, the soccer team, it feels like, has been the one that's had the most missionaries. Maybe I'm off on this, but what is it like to have? I guess there's three on the team and then there's two out right now mm-hmm. in missions. Yeah, I think that's right. It's definitely affected our recruiting. So we only graduated one last year, Maddie Sidaway. But this year we gained seven freshmen. We have 30 on our team, or 29, which is really big because 11 play and only 22 travel. So it's definitely kind of thrown off the numbers, but it's been good because, I don't know, we can play full field games and we can do everything big. So that's been fun. But, yeah, it's kind of thrown off our numbers, but it brings a nice sort of dynamic, sort of change. Yeah, I bet Jen knows – Excel spreadsheets way more than she did before. <laughs> yeah, like, to manage real. all that. Trying to organize. Yeah. And I know the football team has its own program as to, okay, oh, yeah. so-and-so gets back and scholarship. The timing of all That'd of be it. hard to manage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's focus in on, on Texas A&M tonight. We know they come in. They're ranked 12th. You guys are ranked 10th. You mentioned this is a game you guys have been looking forward to since mm-hmm. last season. Uh, the result wasn't what you had hoped last year. What do you know about this Aggies team that will be in here tonight? I know they're strong and fast. I know they're dangerous from we're our scouting report um number one she's dangerous up top and they have a center midi that is very good at distribution i know that we're better (laughs) and i know (laughs) that (laughs) we're gonna come out just rolling i'm so excited so i don't know they're gonna be dangerous it's gonna be a good game but i have no doubt that we're gonna come out just you're feeling it all yeah you're feeling it can't come quick enough last friday there were five thousand fans that showed up it was an incredible environment against utah uh, do you expect more tonight? Yeah, we're hoping. We're trying to break our attendance record. Uh, we've been doing all this promo as much as we can. We get to do the Instagram takeover for The Rock today. So nice. Watch that. That's a lot of fun. But, yeah, we just want to get a lot of people out there. Cougar, having, like, Cougar Nation behind us all the time is huge. And Literally behind you. Yeah. They're, like, they're behind literally behind the goal. Behind the goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you feel, feel that? It. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, we can feel it for sure. It's just fun. Like, you can tell in the rules of the game when people kind of BYU. And it kind of just so you can hear resets. It. Oh, yeah. You can hear the cheers. Sometimes you can hear the side comments, but you just, <laughs> you just block it. Yeah, you let those go. You just block the. Yeah. Great. So now, what are the chances that you score a goal? <laughs> now, the, the funny thing is we were talking about this before. I'm like, wait, she, she did score a goal. It was on a free kick. And then I remembered that was an exhibition, so yeah. it, it doesn't count okay. for the regular season Do we stats. need to talk to Jen? Yeah. That... We need to change that. Yeah? Yeah. Have you taken some free kicks? <laughs> yeah. Is that your best opportunity to score, you think? Yeah, I think because it is. Because you're probably not in on the corner as well. Yeah, it? I love going forward. It's tougher from center back. When I played outside back, it's a little easier. But I do still do it from center back. But usually I go and kind of try and distribute a little bit, kind of draw someone and lay it off. So it is tougher in the run of play, but a set piece 
Who knows? Okay. Did you like the Jennifer Rockwood bobblehead? Was it an accurate depiction? Oh, yeah. It was spot on. It had her little ponytail or hat. It was so funny. Do you all have one? Yeah. We all got one after the game, having her sign it, everything. Where where is yours displayed? In my room. Just right there on my desk. Do you ever look to it for... (laughs) For advice? It has a light, a pillar above it. (laughs) (laughs) And there it is. There it's uh, it's it's bobbing now. There you go. Is that just always shaking or what? Why is it bobbing right now? I'm very confused. She's agreeing with. She's like. She's agreeing with the, this interview. We're getting into Toy Story like uh, <laughs> territory right here. That's crazy. Well, uh, best of luck tonight. Let's give you the BYU Sports Nation karma. Maybe to score a goal, to prevent yeah. a goal, right? Yeah. And uh, since this is your first time in studio, we'd love to have your signature on that flag. Awesome. Sign anywhere you'd like. Okay. okay, thanks, Alyssa. Alyssa Jefferson, women's soccer. Tonight, 9 Eastern, BYU ranked 10th, Texas A&M ranked 12th, BYU TV, BYU Radio. Huge game tonight. Cannot wait. Absolutely. We were just talking about it coming up. Everybody loves to break records. We'll explain a little bit more coming up in the whip. And the baseball schedule's out. Who the Cougars play will tell you. This is BYU Sports Nation. Beat Gig'em. Thanks to today's guests, Kavika Fonua and Alyssa Jefferson. The show is on demand via podcast and the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Let's whip it. Whoops. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Be no mocking. BYU football is number 24. USC on Saturday. Cougars are four point underdogs. This is the third meeting all time between the two schools. Listen to Cougar Pregame Live on BYU Radio, 11 30 Eastern, with myself and Riley Nelson as well. And watch Countdown to Kickoff on BYU TV at 2 30 Eastern Time. Soccer. BYU is ranked 10th. Texas AM is ranked 12th. Tonight they play at Southfield. Huge game. Watch or listen. Uh, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Volleyball. Number 13, BYU Women's Volleyball begins playing the Shocker Volleyball Classic today in Wichita, Kansas against Wichita State tonight at 8 Eastern, then number 3 Texas tomorrow, and then VCU on Saturday. Baseball. Baseball schedules out. Notable games include Oregon State, Oklahoma State, Oregon six games with New Mexico, but somehow BYU opens the season with Gonzaga in a non-conference game. In Arizona, looking forward to the baseball season coming up in the spring. It'll be 2020. Are you kidding? We're already there, Barbara Walters. Fantastic. Uh, Rise and shout-outs. Go to the following people for me. Uh, If you missed it, there was a video that came out recapping the BYU and Tennessee game called The Cut. Fantastic. BYU football. Our boys, uh, Tyson Hutchins, Stuart Collin, Brandon Spain. Well done on that. Fantastic five-minute recap. Yeah, my rise and shout out is going to go to BYU fans looking to attend the soccer game tonight. Let's go, baby. We've been talking about this a couple of times. We had Alyssa Jefferson on in the last segment, and she brought it up as well. They're trying to set a new Southfield attendance record. The current record is 5,735. So my challenge to you and my rise and shout out is let's break the record tonight at Southfield. Let's do this. That would be awesome. And last week there were 5,000. At the game. 5,034. And that was such a great experience for everybody. It was so fun, except for Utah, who left with a 2 nothing loss. But uh, let's talk about that streak and talent gap, shall we? <laughs> Will it ever be competitive again? Good, good question. Uh, our question of the day. Who or what has been the biggest surprise two games into the BYU football season? On Twitter, at Bobo Sarah. Uh, Kavika Fonua, his interception and some big-time tackles really helped the momentum change in our favor. Favor. The linebacker play late in that game on multiple fourth downs and third downs was really, really good. Max Tooley coming up and making a tackle, Isaiah Kafusi, uh, Keenan Peely and company. 
looking forward to more from those young linebackers. At Tar Heeled Cougar, we haven't heard more BYU players have an edge because of their age comments. That's been the big surprise. <laughs> it, it usually is a weekly situation they're where older, you hear they're mature. They're more mature. They are an older group. I wish someone was like, you know why BYU won that game? Because BYU is older and ma- more mature. This is an. Uh, I wish Vegas was like because they're older, we give them a yeah. full point. They're like we're no. playing this game under protest because they're older. <laughs> no, they'll protest other things. Uh, at Cosmo da Cougar, the great da shoe shot of Rocky Top. No question. Never in sports history have we seen such angst taken out on footwear. Angst oh, is a good word. Yes, it is. That was a wild moment, right? All of a sudden, Zach Dodd <laughs> just out of character grabs Jarrett Garantano's shoe and just throws it. Who knows how many feet? Uh, we're going to see if we can evaluate that on. Oh, you like the, the distance? Yes. Oh. If the shoe stays in frame, we have the ability to do it. We're looking into it. That's so, what technology has brought us these days. Don't you worry. The ability uh, to see how far a shoe is thrown. Think about how awesome the setup is, by the way. Bureau just beat Tennessee dramatically. Uh, bad, bad beat, by the way, <laughs> on that one. <laughs> the line changed as over time happened. Yet, BYU has USC coming in. Washington. And then uh, com- some compelling road matchups later down the road. Boise State at home. I mean, the next three for BYU. Th- this is exciting, and I talk about the schedule a lot. BYU's got an opportunity, should they win two of these three, to really make an impact. I'm excited to see if it can happen. Yeah, the opportunity, the opportunity is huge for BYU in the next month. Let's get to our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. I think we had a shot of uh, Sundance earlier in the show. On Instagram, BYU Bow 90 the beast from South Carolina, Tyson Williams, feed the man the ball. I think we thought he'd uh, be a good player. He's probably been better than I thought in the first two games. Yeah, and I would certainly expect for Tyson Williams to be fed. Feed this man. Yes, exactly. He's hungry. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Don't forget, please use the hashtag BYUSN. Thanks for asking nicely. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. You want to throw this? Yeah. I'm going to throw it. All right. Yeah. Please don't hit the Well, TV. we cut away so no one can watch the throw now. Ah, great. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Taylor Parker. See you tonight for BYU versus Texas A&M. Top 15 matchup, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Go Cougs. Are you looking for a better way to deliver results this year? Expanding your product line or 